Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 immediately. That's 800-955-3793. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-3793 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-3793. That's 800-955-3793. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 for your free author submission kit. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com proudly made in america we service homes offices corporate apartments and airbnb turnarounds give us a call or text at 212-299-5170 to book now that's 212-299-5170 use the promo code fntsy for 15 percent off your first cleaning for more information go to madesailors.com that's madesailors.com You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. The Stable Genius and Vocal Minority, and welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network, episode 384, I believe, of the Stats Over Beat Cypher convening here to help you win your leagues and win that Cash, I got a good show for you guys, as always, where we put the fun in functional sports content. Here's what's going to go down today. 
All right. First things first. We've been doing our division by division previews. I did not get through much of the NFC East here on our Monday show. I had a special guest in. We were talking basketball for a little while. We were doing rapping athletes and stuff like that. So we're going to go back and make sure I give you everything you need to know. You get your diamonds and your fugazis, the guys who forget about in the NFC East as it relates to fantasy football. We'll talk also about win totals. We'll talk about division odds, things like that. Get you ready with everything you need in the NFC East. We're also going to talk, I mean, one of the major players in the NFC East, obviously, is Ezekiel Elliott. I want to talk about um, these contract holdouts that we're seeing with some of these running backs now, right? Like following the precedent set by Le'Veon Bell. We've seen Melvin Gordon as of the last week talking about this, right? That he wants the extension or he wants to be traded. He's got, he's on the last year of his deal. Now, Ezekiel Elliott, who has two years on his deal still left, he's talking about holding out because maybe he gets the extension now, right? Or uh, at least like sounding the alarm, shall we say it, to uh, the Jones family and the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to tell you why. I actually believe, I know it sounds crazy, but I believe that Melvin Gordon is doing the right thing. I believe that Ezekiel Elliott is doing the right thing. And guess what? If the Chargers, if the Cowboys decide to be like, yeah, you go ahead and take a walk, I can accept that they're doing the right thing. If they decide to trade or extend them, I can understand why they would be doing the right thing. I'll explain the scenarios and what I think are the factors, the considerations from the player side, and then also from the team side because, unfortunately, they do not, you know, they don't mesh well in this kind of uh, contract negotiation, collective bargaining world that we are in, okay? So I'll, I'll try and outline that for you. And I got a few other ways to look at it, all right? And one of the ways is kind of similar to our poll question that we do, in fact, have up right now, all right? I'm asking you, uh, you know, Madden ratings came out, okay? That's how I kind of know it's football season. Madden ratings came out, and there are a lot of guys that are pissed off at their Madden rating. We are going to get into it in our next segment. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Like, should you care what the video game rates you? Are they accurate depictions of who you are as a player? And more, and that is, in fact, the poll question that I have up. As always, you can holler at me at Spittin' Speeds. Do you think the Madden ratings are a good representation of NFL players' skill sets? Do they get it right? Do they get it wrong? I also have options that they get it right in some of the categories, Right. And then I also have an option that they get it right for some of the positions. You know, maybe they get running backs right. Or maybe they get people's speed or agility right, you know. Um, so I think that's interesting. We'll check in on that a little bit later on in the show. And I am excited. Listen, you know how much I love the Stats Over Beats Cypher. We're doing it twice a week for the Stats Over Beats Cypher. And I told you guys, um, I think it was Monday, or maybe it was even last week, that we are going to do a Pit of Misery Fantasy Football League. Okay, it looks like we're going to have 14 teams in this league. It looks like it's going to be half kind of like the hosts, the people you know, the Greg Sussmans, the Frank Stanfuls, the Dane Martinez's of the world here on the Fantasy Sports Network. And, and then it looks like we're all going to kind of bring in someone. You know, Ventra might bring in someone from the Goon Squad. We might bring in one of our best friends forever. And I am going to have a Stats Overbeat Cypher member as a part of this league. So if you want to be down, holla at me. And it's good. So far, I've already had a few people, all right? Mike Fearless has hollered at me. D Money has hollered at me. Mendo Bruce has got at me expressing interest. So we got to figure out, if I only got one spot and I got a few people that want to get down, we have to figure out how we're going to figure this out. 
All right, so that's what I'm going to try. Uh, we're going to talk through that a little bit as well. And then, listen, you know, I know people in the chat room making it pop off right now, as we usually do here with the Stats Over Beats Cypher. I see everybody. Um, oh, ben is asking me about mixing. You know what? Oh, and Jilly Jilly wants to be down. All right, we're going to have to figure this one out. How do they earn their spot, people? Hit me up in the chat room. Hit me up on Twitter. You can always holler at your boy also at 844-843-6879. I'm coming back on the other side of the break. More fantasy freestyle. Dilly Dilly. You heard? Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Welcome back. You know what it is. Yatu Sabe, Fantasy Freestyle here. Episode 384. 384th convening of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. I got to tell you something. Boy, do I love the Stats Overbeat Cypher. You know, we're talking about like, oh, how are you going to get into the, you know, the pit of misery, the, the, the league here that we're going to be doing for the Fantasy Sports Network. And I was like, yo, we got a few people that want to be down and be that Stats Overbeat's entry. Um, and, you know, more and more people are hitting me up. And now I got, you know, I guess led by, obviously, Jilly Dilly being like, yo, we should just do our own league. And I'm saying I'm down. But it's hard. You know, we got to get enough people. We got to get people that all want to be down for the draft at the same time. I got Jeremy McMahon in, of course. You know, he's, he's blowing one down right now. We got Ben. We got Ron Delorme. Everybody want to be down. Listen, I appreciate that. We were, I'm going to try and figure it out, okay? Here's what we got. Uh, down there in the Fantasy Pit of Misery today, we got my man, Matt. Okay, he's in for Danny Auto today. He's around, always in the pit of misery. When Danny is back next week, I'm going to talk it through with Danny. We're going to see how we can do this, if we can do it. Oh, Ben is already like, yo, I'll help organize. All right, no doubt. All right, people, y'all want it. I may have to do it. All right, guys. I mean, y'all want it freestyle at least twice a week. I'm trying to help you out. You want to do a Stats Over Beats League? We'll see what we can do. Update for that for sure on Monday. One other thing I wanted to tell you real quick before we dive into this idea of the – um you know, the uh, the Madden ratings and the contract negotiations and stuff like that. My man, I, I told you guys about uh, starting pitchers in fantasy baseball that I think you're going to need to sell for like 80 cents on a dollar on. And I talked about like the trade deadline coming up. One of the things I also talked about, though, was innings limits. Okay, and then this morning, I don't know if you guys saw Chris Paddock, the, the, the young electric fireballer for the Padres, the San Diego Fathers. He like had a no-hitter through like eight innings yesterday. Or almost eight innings, okay? And he is one of those names that I am talking about. And I put it on Twitter this morning, and it got some back and forth with me and my boy Matty Modica, who I know a lot of people who listen to this uh, network definitely know. But I, I, I said, my hot take, it's, it's a sell on Chris Paddock now. Like, his stock is going to be real high right now. Everyone's like, oh, my God, he's amazing, right? But um, he got up to 90 innings pitched for the season. That's how many innings he pitched last year. So I don't know how much he has left. And I made this point before here. Scott Boris is his agent. He did it with Harvey in 2015. He did it with Strasburg in 2012. Um, he's going to want to shut them down. And so when you have someone that you're relying on for your fantasy baseball team who may get shut down, I'm saying tonight's the night to sell high. 
And then it's interesting, our man Matty Modica, you hear him on Best Friends Forever, other places on this network. He was like, I wouldn't do that, that the Padres are managing him and stuff like that. And I was like, listen, you really think that's going to happen? And then here's what I think is interesting. He says, you must assume that others are thinking the same thing if you play in a competitive league. Okay. He then later says, in my back and forth with him, you've, you've, you should have been planning for this or actively acquiring another arm planning for this. That's what I'm telling you to do. Get ahead of it. Plan for this. Know about this. That even Matty Moe, he's like, I've done this, but he's in like all these high stakes competitive leagues, right? That's what high stakes competitive people are doing. They are like, they're like, yeah, I got you speeds, right? But I'm telling you the stats will beat Cypher. If you did not know, I only think it makes it even more valid that it is a strategy. You got to look at it. Chris Paddock, definitely a name to know about that. All right, so I was telling you that people care about their Madden ratings, okay? Madden ratings came out, I don't know, like early this week. And it's crazy. Everyone cares about it, okay? This is a big deal. People are on social media about it. And let, let's check this out. So Yang, down in the fantasy pit of misery, he's going to play this first video. It's Keenan Allen, okay? It's Keenan Allen. And what he's doing is Keenan Allen had a, I think it was an Instagram video, where he's, in essence, commenting on his ratings in the Madden game, okay? We're going to play the audio of this. You can find the clip also out there on social media on video, but we're going to play the audio for it right now. Yang, if you got that ready, let's bump that. That's that Keenan Allen talking about his Madden ratings. Let's play this. I just want to start this video off by saying I will not be playing Madden 20. Uh oh. Period. Alright, number one, uh, my overall is at 89. Yeah. That's not bad. Uh, my short route runner is a 91. Okay, that's not bad. He's upset, 60. though. My medium route runner is an 88. That also sounds decent. Like my deep route run is a seventy-five. Well, that's a little ridiculous, bro. Who's making this, dog? Wait, wait. Who's clearly not happy? Speeds at eighty-seven. Like, bro, ain't nobody just running with me step for step like that, bro. Like, come on, dog. It's not that sweet out there, man. Like, what is you thinking? My strength is sixty-nine. Like, I'm a little boy. He's a little boy. He's a wide receiver. Come on. Understand it's something. I'm not understanding. I'm an eighty-nine on the game. Pro Bowl back to back thousand. He's like, yeah, I'm a back-to-back pro bowler. How am I an 89 in the game? I think that's hysterical. That sets the tone. These people care about their batting ratings. And it's not only that. Check this out. We got um, Eric Ebron, okay, tight end for the Indianapolis Colts. Eric Ebron tweeted about this as well. Let's put that on the screen, guys. Eric Ebron, bang, Madden on that bull. I see. I see. So Eric Ebron clearly not happy about his rating. Cool. Another one. Taylor Lewan, okay, one of the best tackles in the NFL. Taylor Lewan, I recently found out that I'm an 81 rating on Madden. I don't play the game, but I do feel extremely disrespected. I will not forget this. This is wild. These guys, but it's also on the other side of the of things, okay? Jalen Ramsey, all right. Jalen Ramsey posted as well. Check this out. Like God bless me, blah blah blah. He is the highest rated cornerback in Madden. It looks like his rating overall is a 96. Better than Stephen Gilmore, and, you know, as you can see, the list goes down. And, you know, we talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, that cat scratch fever. You know, it looks like they got two guys, Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye, in the top, oh, I don't know, the top 10 ratings. So remember, don't forget about it as the best friends forever always say, the cat scratch fever. But I think it's interesting, like, how much people care about these games. 
All right, and about these ratings. And then the last one I want to put up for you, and this is then the context, okay, guys? Remember this. We're going to put it up now, but I'm also going to talk through it a little bit in our next segment if we need to, if we go over. Okay, I told you about Zeke Elliott. I told you about Melvin Gordon, right? So here's the thing. Zeke Elliott is a really good football player. He's actually a rating of 94 in the game. That's awesome, right? Melvin Gordon is actually a 91 in the game. That's awesome, right? But they're trying to swing the leverage hammer, right, and get an extension. (sighs) The average NFL running back lasts like three years. Are you really going to sign a running back? Do you want to sign? I don't care who he is. I don't care who he is. Do you really think it is a smart move to sign a running back to a long-term deal on their second contract, a five-year deal on their second contract when they're already age, oh, I don't know, 30, I mean, excuse me, 26, and they're going to be in that contract from ages 26 to 30? You know, in NFL, running backs, you know, maybe, all right, their rookie year, they're getting their footing. They are really, when, when running backs pop is age like, you know, seasons, I don't know, two, three, four, five, maybe? By age like 27, these guys are already on the decline, all right? They're getting hit over and over again. They're already starting to be on the decline. So when you have your guy at 25 years old, like if they extend Melvin Gordon, is he going to be a good value for the Chargers on the back end of that contract? I actually don't know. It's smart for the run back themselves when they have leverage, if they think they do, to try to get it now. Because they're not when they're 26, 27 years old. But for the teams, I also understand, forget you. I ain't going to extend you. I don't care who you are. You could be Zeke Elliott, for God's sakes. I don't care. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to chew you up and spit you out. I'm going to run you ragged. I'm going to give you the ball 250 times a game. You know, squeeze all the juice out of you. Maybe even franchise tag you to get a little bit more if you're really that great. And then by that time, guess what? You're like 27 years old. I'm letting you hit the open market, and I'm drafting your replacement. Okay? We are going to, on the other side of the break, we are going to look at the top 12 running backs in terms of contracts. And boy, oh boy, are you going to be surprised. We're going to look at the top, like, you know, running backs on the Madden ratings. And we're going to be like, oh, those backs? And when I tell you what those people are making, and when I tell you the contracts of the top 10 running backs in the NFL, and then I'm going to ask you, if you had to make that deal over again, would you do it? And the answer for most of them is hell no. And that's why Gordon may not get the extension. Zeke may not get the extension. It doesn't matter who they are. Remember, the Chargers also let Joey Boza hold out until like the seventh game of the season. So they're down to play hardball. We'll look at this. It's very interesting on the other side of the bank. Fantasy freestyle. Come on back, Dilly Dilly. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back. Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Episode 384. 
You can beat the stats over beat Cypher here to put the fun and functional sports content and help you win your leagues and win that cash. I got a question in the chat room from my man Ben who wants to be down with the league. And he's saying, uh, hey, Speeds. Hey, Ben. Dilly dilly. Uh, not sure how high you are on Mixon, but with their decimated old line, would you take him between the fifth and the eighth pick in a half-point PPR? Uh, ben. You know, I, I do believe that the offensive line is a function that really can eviscerate teams uh, and players' uh, potential. But I am high on Joe Mixon, okay? I am high on Joe Mixon. And, uh, at 5-8, to eight, I'm not sure. You know, let's put it this way. Holdouts notwithstanding, right? I think the top four are still Saquon, Zeke, Kamara, and McCaffrey, okay? After that, that next tier for me includes Le'Veon Bell, it includes David Johnson, it includes Melvin Gordon, it includes James Conner, and it includes Joe Mixon. Those are the five for me that are numbers five through nine in the running backs. Then we get into, you know, the uh, the Cooks and, you know, others. But um, so I think that's viable. Okay, I do think it's viable if you like Mixon. I, you know, it depends on who's left there. I would prefer Connor over Mixon, but I think you're in the right zone there, Ben. Uh, but if you are in this Stats Over Beats League, now I know that you have your eyes on Mixon, so I may have to do something else. Um, all right, so back we are. And here's what I wanted to talk about. All right, what we're going to do is put up, guys down there in the Pennsy Pit of Misery, put up those running back Madden rankings on the screen. All right, let's put those up. There you go. So we got Gurley, Zeke, Le'Veon, Gordon, Saquon, all the way down. Later on, you see Freeman, Mixon, Carson, David Johnson, Ingram. All right, but look at some of these guys, okay? And tell me, like, Philip Lindsay, undrafted. James White, not a top pick. Tariq Cohen, not a top pick. Deion Lewis, not a top pick. Tevin Coleman, not a top pick. James Conner, not a top pick, okay? This goes to show you can find running backs who will be good. Think about what we just talked about in some of these fantasy backs. These guys are not like first-round studs, okay? Look at these names, okay? Look at these names. Matter of fact, guys, keep this up, okay? Keep it up right now. People need to see my face. Look at this for reference, okay? Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the top 12 contracts for running backs in the NFL. And some of them, you kind of have to back out because some of these guys were top first-round picks and the rookie wage scale is slotted. So some of these guys with big contracts, it's because, listen, if they were the number two overall pick, that's what they get, that sort of thing, okay? But check out this top 12, and this is in terms of money. All right, so Mark Ingram's at 12. He just got a $5 million deal. He just signed it, but it's a three-year deal. All right, he's an 86 rating. He's a good back. He should be paid accordingly. Fine. The 11th highest paid back, $5.1 million a year, a four-year deal was signed for Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard is the 11th highest paid running back. Are you telling me that's a good contract right now? He ain't on this list. He's lower than 83. Guys were just talking about Joe Mixon in Cincinnati. Giovanni Bernard is the 11th highest paid running back in the NFL. I don't think that's a good contract. Tenth is Zeke. We've talked about this. He was slotted because of the four overall pick that he was, $6.2 million. You guys ready for number nine? If you know this network, it's someone who sucks. Lamar Miller makes $6.5 million. This was a deal. He's a four-year deal. In 2016, you think that's a good deal? Or you think you can find the guy on this list that is ultimately rated better than Lamar Miller? Next up is Leonard Fournette. He's one of those ones that are slotted in the draft spot. Okay, 
the seventh highest paid running back. Four-year deal signed last year for Jarek McKinnon. He's the seventh highest paid running back in the NFL. You think he's worth $7.5 million a year? You think the 49ers think that's still a good deal in year two after he tore his ACL? I don't think so. Next up is Saquon. I'll give you that one. Slotted number two overall. Okay. The fifth highest paid running back in the NFL was a five-year deal signed in 2015. The Bills gave Shady McCoy $8 million a year. You're telling me you think Shady is worth $8 million? A lot of people don't even think he's going to make the roster this year. That's a bad contract. Next up, the fourth highest paid running back at $8.25 million a year, signing a five-year deal, I think, in 2017. Devontae Freeman. Freeman gets hurt all the damn time. You think he's worth eight and a half or $8.25 million? You think the Falcons are excited to shell that money out for Devontae Freeman? Meanwhile, they think Edo Smith is a reasonable facsimile? I don't think so. Up next, the third highest paid, David Johnson at $13 million a year. All right, he's an 87 rating. It's a four-year deal. Remember, he has missed some time. You think the Cardinals want to spend $13 million a year? Or, you know, could they find a Tariq Cohen? And then Lev Bell at 13.1. And, uh, oh, yeah, the highest paid running back in the NFL last year signed a five-year extension, earning now $14.3 million a year, is a guy who, oh, now, by the way, he has an arthritic knee condition and is never going to be the same and is not going to be the workhorse. It's Todd Gurley. So I look at this. How many of these deals, these big money deals, look good for the team? Two years from now. So you would say, oh, but Zeke is different. Oh, but Gordon is different. I'm talking about Todd Gurley here. You know, a few years ago, Devontae Freeman was a top three running back. I'm talking about Shady McCoy. These were people that teams thought were good. So the same thing can absolutely happen. I think it is very interesting and why I don't know that the Cowboys or the Chargers are going to shell out any cash for these running backs. It's right for them to strike when they think the iron is hot, when they think they have leverage, right? Because the Chargers are a contending team. You guys can take those rankings off the screen, by the way. Thank you. Um, You know, the Chargers think they can contend with Melvin Gordon, but could Austin Eckler do the same thing? I don't know. Right, But I just don't know if Melvin Gordon is that guy where people are going to think three years from now that that's still a good deal in the running back world these, these days. You know? So I think that's very, very tough. All right, I want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. We were talking about the Dallas Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott. i got to give you my diamond in the rough and my fugazi, the guy to forget about. Um, you know, most of these are set, though. You know about Zeke. You know about Cooper, right? My diamond is going to be Michael Gallup. I think he is a potential flex play. I think he's trending up in his second year. And here's the thing. I like some of his deeper stats. I've been telling you about A dot, right? Average depth of target. His A dot was 14.1. That was the 12th highest in the NFL. Okay, so that means they are using Gallup to stretch the field. Okay, and I like that in my receiver. All right, his uh, run after the catch was 5.1 yards running after the catch. That was in the top 20 in the NFL. His 15.4 yards per reception was 12th in the NFL. All right, so that's top of the league. And he had 31% of the balls thrown his way were off target. You know, so if some of those, you know, regresses back to normal uh, and that second-year jump, I think he could be a little bit of a diamond in the rough at the, you know, flex position or bench position right there. My Fugazi is Randall Cobb. You know, Randall Cobb has some name recognition. Randall Cobb you know about in the slot, but he came to Dallas, and honestly – 
He's going from a passing offense to a running offense. He's going from Aaron Rodgers and a system with chemistry that he knew the quarterback for years to Dak Prescott. That's a step down. And, like, he's also an injury risk. Why are you going to draft Randall Cobb? He's missed 11 games over the last three years. For me, Randall Cobb is the Dallas Cowboys' fugazi, someone to forget about. All right, so let's look at the Washington football team. I got two diamonds for you, okay? One, people know about Darius Geis, okay? He's got, I think he breaks out of the committee. I don't think Adrian Peterson stands in the way. I think Chris Thompson winds up as the pass-catching guy. And I think Geis, as long as he's healthy and he, you know, he had an ACL, they're, they're saying that he had like a hamstring injury in his rehab. So he needs to be full go. But I think Geis has everything it takes uh, to finish as an RB2. Okay, he's going right now as RB29, in drafts, I think he could be in the top 25, provided he is healthy. He definitely has that. And here's my other diamond in the rough for you. And I know you guys are going to be like, enough with him. Enough with him. But guys, Jordan Reed, Jordan Reed is a diamond in the rough. Here's why. I've told you about the top tier of tight ends. Then I told you about, you know, that next tier that for me gets me to like eight, let's say. Then after that, there's like Vance McDonald. There's uh, Njoku, you know, people like that. So let's say we get down to the... We get down past the 10. After those guys are gone, isn't whoever you take then something of a roll of the dice? And so why not take a guy that if he's healthy and on the field, we've seen be a top three tight end at the position before? You know what I mean? Because if you're there and you're like the 12th team to grab a tight end, why not take Jordan Reed? If he gets hurt like he always does, then you pick up Vernon Davis and it's all good. Right? Or you pick up someone else. You know, you can stream at that point. You're at that. I'm talking about outside of the top nine or 10 anyway. Might as well take the chance right away with someone who, if he stays on the field, if he stays healthy, has shown he could be a top-tier tight end, and that is Jordan Reed. I got to tell you the truth. I think similar things about Tyler Eifert in Cincinnati. You can't trust either one of these guys to be healthy, but they are more worth the dart throw to me than, you know, random tight end. you know, that you're just hoping for a Will Disley kind of thing, a Charles Clay, a Cameron Brait. You know, I think I'd rather take my shot on a guy I've seen do it well before, and then when he gets hurt, like he usually does, eh, you drop him and you move on to the streaming replacement value guy anyway. You know what I mean? So I think that is a way to go. I do believe that Jordan Reed can be a diamond in the rough of Fugazi for this team. It's clearly Adrian Peterson. You want no part of it. He got 1,042 yards. He got seven touchdowns last year. But remember, Darius Geis was not there. Remember, Chris Thompson even got hurt. Here's the other thing I'm going to tell you about. Remember, I'm, I'm trying to alert you guys to teams that may have a quarterback change in the middle of the season. Now, a lot of people are saying that Washington may just start Dwayne Haskins right away from week one. He may win the job, and that's possible. But if not, you're going to have Case Keenum for a little while, and then he's going to hand it over to uh, Dwayne Haskins. So just watch, because that could be you know, time to build up chemistry with a set of wide receivers. Who's getting the snaps in practice? Who's getting the reps with the ones at training camp? So pay attention to that, because that could eviscerate everybody. Paul Richardson, Josh Dotson, all their chances. I don't really like those guys anyway. When we come back, though, what we're going to do is I'll quickly recap what I did on Monday around the Eagles and the Giants, give you some scheduling nuggets, and then we'll put the fun and sports content with the fantasy freestyle and the stats overbeat cipher. I got some stories to holler at you guys about. Dilly dilly everybody. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. I'm waiting for the beat drop here. What's up? Where the beat gonna drop? There it is. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome back here. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Stats over the beat cipher convening for the 384th time. It's interesting. Uh, We got Norm L in the chat. We're going to be doing it into in-game live. In about uh, 20 minutes, okay? That is, uh, it's going to be me, Gabe Morency, Cam Stewart. Well, we do, it's a new show here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and, you know, streaming on video as well. We follow the live numbers. Listen, in-game live betting is really taking over. So we'll be, it's like red zone in the NFL, right? We are going to be watching all the games and seeing how the line moves, telling you when to attack, telling you what we like. We're also going to be capping other stuff, but it's good stuff. I was with them guys on Monday, and there was a lot of movement going on, all right? So we're going to do that. Um, I know that we are also... Um, we're going to be talking, you know, Gabe wants to talk Canadian football, for God's sake. So we're going to do that, and uh, if there's any ponies going on, you know, you know, Um Cam is going to be all about it, right? Derek is asking me here, what are we doing for that uh, episode 420? I'm working on something, brother man. Don't you worry about it, right? So if now I'm doing it twice a week, what is that? Uh, 36 shows away, two in a week. That is 18 weeks away. So it's going to be like week 10 of the football season, something like that. It's going to be big. We'll do something for it, all right? For sure, Derek. It's all good. All right. Here we go. I was giving you my diamonds and fugazis in fantasy football in the NFC East. We did the uh, Washington football team. We did Dallas. On to uh, Philadelphia. For Philadelphia, and I mentioned some of this on Monday already, all right, my diamond in the rough is, in fact, rookie running back Miles Sanders. Listen, I don't buy Jordan Howard, okay? Jordan Howard is a plotting early down back, and the game is moving away from him, okay? Jordan Howard kind of didn't really have a role in the Matt Nagy offense in Chicago. Guess what? Philadelphia runs a very similar system. Philadelphia spent the top draft pick on Miles Sanders. This guy has good elusiveness, okay? He broke more tackles. Um, He was in the top three in college in terms of, like, elusiveness. He broke one out of every six tackles. That's a pretty good number, okay? I like the role that I think he'll play in this Philadelphia offense. I don't see the Philadelphia offense. Like, the days with LeGarrette Blunt and stuff like that, that's not happening, okay? Howard may be a short yardage kind of guy. He may be a goal line guy. But I think Miles Sanders is undervalued right now in his spot, and that's in the running game. The problem with fantasy football for the Philadelphia Eagles is that they're a fantasy herd. And Real Deal Stats Over Beats Cypher members know about this. The fantasy herd is when there's so many players that on any given week, you don't know who's going to have the best game. I coined this originally with the Rams wide receivers. They're a herd. Like, how do you know if it's going to be a cup week, a Cooks week, you know, a Woods week? And in Philly, it's similar. You know, 
Jeffrey can have a big game one week. Then Zach Ertz will catch 12 balls one week. Then Nelson Aguilar will have a game. Remember, they got Deshaun Jackson, too, to stretch the field over the top. They're talking big things about Dallas Goddard, the second-year tight end. There's still Miles Sanders out of the backfield. They may even have Sproles returning for one final year. So many options. And the Peterson system really is about identifying the matchup. And so... It's hard with some of these guys. So for that reason, and relatively speaking, because you know I still love him, my Fugazi for the Eagles was Zach, it hurts when I pee. Don't get me wrong, I think he is a top three tight end. Don't get me wrong, I think he is worth the value, especially in leagues where there's extra bonus points for tight end receptions. If they get like 1.5 PPR, they're worth it, okay? But here's the thing. He set an NFL record last year with 116 catches. He's going to regress. There's just too many options there, okay? So relatively speaking, and at that value, he'll be my fugazi. And then when it comes to the Giants, what I told you, my value there was Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram's production has really been a function of the other options around him. In his rookie year, he bucked the rookie tight end trend. Why? Because Odell was injured. Shepard was injured. Brandon Marshall was injured. His second year... Right. Um, when those guys were back and Saquon was back, he had less production. Now with Odell gone, I think he, you know, becomes the second biggest pass catcher again for the New York football giants. I am fading Golden Tate. The reason why is because I think out of the slot, he runs a lot of those short routes, okay, the short distance routes that we heard Keenan Allen just talking about. Detroit back in the day. When he was there, Stafford would stretch the field. Galladay would stretch the field. Marvin Jones would stretch the field. Now, the Giants, you're putting 8, 10, 11 men in the box to try to stop Saquon. Those short routes aren't going to play as well. So for those reasons, I think uh, Golden Tate is a fantasy fugazi, someone to forget about. As we look at the schedule, though, the Giants do have the shortest travel in the NFL. They travel less miles than everybody else in the NFL, okay? A lot of that is because they have a quote-unquote road game against the Jets, but that could be something to look at, something that's good for the Giants. The Eagles have back-to-back-to-back road games, only team in the NFL to do so, okay? And you do want to watch the bye weeks in this division, especially for uh, the Giants and Washington, because that may be where they go ahead and make that turnaround from, you know, the veteran quarterback to the rookie quarterback. You know, you, you do want to think about that. The Cowboys have three straight primetime games. Uh, week seven against the Eagles on Sunday night. Then they have a bye. Then week nine against the Giants on Monday night football. Then week 10 against Minnesota, Sunday night football. So they got a lot of primetime here. All right, the Eagles' win total is nine and a half. I lean over. But the variable there is Carson Wentz's health. I could see them going 10-6. and six. I could also see them going 9-7. and seven. The variable of Carson Wentz's health is too much for me, so I actually do not make the play. I, I lean over. I'm not making the play. Dallas, their total win total is 9. I lean under, but I'm not making the play. I don't know if that defense maintains the progress they made. I think their offensive line takes a slight step back. I think Ezekiel Elliott is a wild card in terms of the holdout situation. So I would lean under, but I pass on it. Washington, that is, they're sneaky. If Haskins turns out to be any good, um, don't look now, but that defensive line is real. Their offensive line is real. Geis could pop, you know, as a technically second year back, but really a rookie. I their their total is six and a half. I lean over on that. I can see this team winning some surprise games. I can see this team going seven and nine. A lot of people think the Washington football team is a dumpster fire. Maybe in the front office they are. 
But I, I think they're going to surprise some people. I, seven may be rich, but keep an eye on Washington. And then the Giants, they're at six. I think this is the one you bet. I think you bet the under on the New York Giants. I think this has the potential to go real bad. I really do. Um, whether it's Eli, whether it's Daniel Jones, I think this offensive line is still eh. They traded away pieces on defense. I don't like what they're doing. I don't think they know their identity. I don't think they understand the what they should be doing is, in, like in all sports, race away from the middle. right? I don't think they know which way they want to run. If they, they, you know, there were things where they wanted to try for it. They didn't trade uh, Landon Collins when they knew he might walk. They re-signed and extended Odell Beckham. You know, like they refused to draft a quarterback early. They're going to ride with Eli. But on the flip side, they did trade Snacks Harrison. Let Olivier Vernon go. You know, so I like, what are they trying to do? But I think they're going to defecate the mattress. I would bet the under at six season wins for the New York Giants. In the division, you got, you got the, the Eagles at minus 105. I do think they are a deserving favorite, and 105 is not a horrible number. And check this out. They finished with four divisional games on the road, two of them against the Giants. They see the Giants two of the last four weeks, and guess what? Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback of the Giants by then. I think that's really good for the Philadelphia Eagles to finish with all divisional games. That game against Dallas is going to be big. At the, I think that's week 16. And so, you know, I... I I would play the Eagles at minus 105 to win the division. I believe in them a little bit more than the Dallas Cowboys. All right. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We only got a couple minutes left. Here's what I want to do. You know, we, we give our boy LeVar Ball so much crap all the time. And, you know, LeVar Ball's, like, dream, right, what he's been saying is to get all three of his boys in the NBA. Right, He wants to get Lonzo, who's there, Leangelo, LaMelo. He thinks they all belong on the Lakers. He thinks they all belong in the NBA, right? That that would be their crowning achievement. Oh, by the way, big baller brand shoes are now going for $10. I'm not kidding. Remember when they were $495 a pair? They are now going in like flea markets for $10. But I digress. Um, so, you know, that's, his, that's what he wants, right? I want all three of my sons in the NBA Big baller brand never lost, right? Well, check this out. What if I told you there's already a family that has made that happen? Okay, um, we're going to hear a clip. This is Toya Holiday, okay? Holiday. Drew Holiday, good player, guard on the Pelicans. Justin Holiday on the Memphis Grizzlies. Aaron Holiday is now on the Indiana Pacers. And Aaron Holiday and uh, Aaron and Drew Holiday played at UCLA. They know Lonzo Ball and the Ball family. So Toya Holiday and LeVar Ball, they know each other, okay? And check this out. TMZ caught up with Toya Holiday asking, in essence, like, you got any advice for LeVar? You got all three of your boys into the NBA. Let's see what Toya Holiday has to say, Yang. Let's roll that clip. Do we have it? All right, so we're working on that. If, it, if, if you get it going, just, just let it go, all right? Yang, whatever, and I'll, I'll shut the hell up. Um, but in essence, you know, what's funny is also LeVar is so out there with it, right? But Toya, you would hear in this response, I don't know if we're going to get to it or not, Yang, but I appreciate it. These guys are doing yo man's work in the pit of misery. Um, he, she says, we didn't get the three in there. They got themselves in there. Oh, is this it? I don't know. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What do we got? What do we got? 
ooh, I don't know what this is. All right, but let me just tell you what he says. She's like, we didn't get the three in there. They got themselves in there. It's because of their talent, their hard work. We kind of just, you know, gave them what they needed. And then, the, uh, and then uh, they'll say, you know, it's by the grace of God kind of thing. Imagine that where the parents are like, they did it themselves on the strength of their hard work, their talent, their dedication, instead of Lon, a LeVar Ball who's like, I'm going to get my three sons in here. Never lost. Hey, look, look. Oh, here we go. You guys have uh, three uh-huh. NBA sons, okay? And the question is this. You know, uh, well, first of all, big trade, you know? It's now a UCLA backcourt in New Orleans. And, and they're going to be a good tandem. Yeah. Question is this. How do you get three in the NBA? You got three. LeVar has been talking about getting three and, and trying to make it happen, you know? He's, he's, he's pushing it. He's pushing well, it. He wants it. I we, think didn't, he, we didn't get the three in there. They got themselves in there. from their That's balance. a good parent so right there. That's right. That's right. You know, we just kind of... Just kind of coached them, you know, and just helped them to uh, that's right their skills to where they would be able to play at that level. What's the best that's advice, though? God's yeah. grace. I tell God's you, it's grace. Not by our kids strength, it's by God's there grace. you go. But I think it's awesome that uh, LeVar wants his children. Sure. He wants his parents. You want them yeah. to have their dreams. So. All right, you can you can end that, Yang. You got like the bus in the background there in that clip. But I appreciate that, Yang, getting it up there right now. Yo, these guys in the pit of misery, you know, Danny Otto is not here right now. We got Metal Matt holding it down. We got Yang in there. And, and, and that's the difference, right? That's the difference. You know, this idea of the parents are just kind of nurturing it, cultivating it, right? But it was really their hard work versus what LeVar is out there trying to do. So I thought that was very, very interesting. We only got like a minute left. I'm going to check in on the poll right now. Sorry, Yang and guys down there. We're going to have to use those other stories uh, next time when I'm seeing you guys on Monday again. I will check in on the poll right now, though. Right now, listen, um, the question was, do you think the matting ratings are a good representation? It's a tie. 31% of you say for some positions it is. And 31% of you also say, nope, it's not. Interesting, Clayton Trahan saying in some categories, big shout-out to Clayton Trahan. Iron Mike says, I think it's safe to say that EA does a subpar job all around. Wow, shade up on there. Hit me up at Spittin' Speeds if you want. Stick around. I got my man Gabe Morrency, Cam Stewart, we're joining us. We're going to follow some action in-game live. We're going to do another division next week. Danny will be back, and I promise we'll figure out this Stats Over Beats uh, league. It'd be dope. I'm, in, I'm interested. If we can get it, let's do it. You're right, Jilly Dilly. We are 46 shows away. Nah, it's not even that, Jilly. Come on, do the math. 36, girl. Come on now. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome in here on the uh, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. He is Dane Martinez. I am Joe Ranieri. Make it rain, which is what we like to do here for you as we take a look at the uh, the world of sports here in the day ahead. Uh, we look a little bit uh, just in the rearview mirror. Last night, Major League Baseball. Dane, your boy, Chris Paddock. I was thinking about yeah, you. Yeah, buddy. We, uh, we were on uh, in-game live last night, and I happened to look over to the scoreboard, and, and I'm getting text messages going, hey, check out the Marlins, man. Check out the Marlins. And I thought the Marlins might – I was like, okay. So 
So the Marlins are, what are they doing? Putting up, a, they ripping uh, Paddock? Yeah, no, Paddock was oh, they are not smoking <laughs> them. Uh, and we watched a little bit of it, and I could tell you just from the couple innings that we had to see right around the fourth and fifth, it was obvious they weren't coming close to uh, to hitting Paddock. He was yeah, he electric. He had good electric. stuff last night. Yep, Absolutely. electric. And they had a 3 nothing lead, which was nice because he could play with the lead. What's that? I'm just saying, when you're in-game, that's the kind of thing you can see also, right? You'd yes. be like, uh-oh, he's got his yep. stuff. Like, they yep. ain't hitting him today. And whether that's betting San Diego, whether it's betting the under, whatever it is, you yep. can tell, like, oh, he's got his stuff today. Yeah. And he had a three-lead a three lead cushion, which was nice for most of the game there. So, of course, he gets to the eighth inning and, you know, gave the mush. Happens to make the comment, right? I'm going, guys, is there a prop bet? I don't know. We were looking. I'm like, is there a prop for, hey, does he does he finish the no-hitter? Does he get it? Doesn't he get it? You know, I was like, we were looking for a, any sort of prop along those lines. And then Gabe comes out with the, aren't the Padres the only team in Major League Baseball never to give up a, no, never to have a no-hitter? So I'm going, wow, let me look. And sure enough, while I'm looking, Sterling Castro gets up and hits a bomb, and uh, that was the end of the no-hitter. But it was right up to that point. It was He was only a couple of outs away, man, from doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And here's my thing, and I've said this. You're, this is going to be something I don't think I've said to you, Joe. Um, one of the things I'm telling people about uh, in fantasy baseball is not only like the trading deadline stuff, which I've told you, but another mm-hmm. reason you may need to sell some people for 70, 80 cents on the dollar are some of these young pitchers who have been really good for you so far this year, like okay. a Chris Paddock, they're going to start to run up against their innings limit, Joe. And Ooh. they're going to start to get, have starts skipped. They're going to need to be pitching a no-hitter to not be pulled after the fifth inning. You know what I'm saying, Joe, right? And wow. so if you're in a league where a win or a quality start is a stat... Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. A's Matt Chapman called his absence Thursday a, quote, precaution, as he expects to play Friday coming off of that ankle injury. An MRI on Reds' Nick Senzel's injured hamstring came back clean. Senzel suffered the mild hamstring strain in Wednesday's loss to the Cubs. He's just considered day-to-day. Boston Red Sox' Nathan Eovaldi is flying with the team to Baltimore and is likely going to be activated Saturday against the Orioles. And the Braves activated outfielder Ender Enciarte from 